Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 139. Position it this way. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. We're excited to have you all join us. You know that at any time, you can chime in and share your thoughts with us as we go through the podcast. We've had listeners many a time um, pause their recording and jump right on board with us to either shoot us an email or give us a call at 858-876-5663. We love hearing your thoughts as we're going through the podcast and uh, just as you share your insights with us as you're tracking along with what we have to say. We are super excited. We had our first live event this past weekend and um, it was an experience. It is one that we will, uh, I think we'll always fondly remember as the first. You guys guys know whenever you've done something for the first time, it... um, you know, there's the excitement and a little bit of the trepidation and the, you know, what's going to happen. And it was, it was amazing. You know what the best part for me was, is that for you guys who listen and have been listening, it's awesome. We love you guys. You know that for me, what was really exciting though, was just having folks there Mm -hmm. and seeing their expressions and, and the folks that were there weren't long time listeners. No. So this was really new material to them when we talked a lot about the communication steps and we'll begin that out here in the next week or so for you guys. And once we do, we'll announce it, but it was just fun seeing their reactions Mm -hmm. and hearing their questions and just engaging with them. And it's something that over the last six months or so, Elise and I have really been leaning more towards is wanting to do this. And so like Elisa said, it's the first one. It will be a fond memory, lots of learning that happened there and much more to come in the future. Absolutely. And it's one of those exciting things that, you know, as we start doing our strategic planning for 2013 and what one is going to look like during that 12 month period and, and beyond. And, you know, we start looking at where you guys are literally around the world. And we want you to know that you are all part of that plan. Um, I have been telling everyone that asks me about one that we intend to make this a global movement. We want to come to where you are um, and, you know, put on our seminars and our conferences. Right. That is our, that is our large vision to impact marriage literally around the world. And you are all a part of that. And we're so excited because, you know, I do look at the map and you guys know I'm a little, you know, it's kind of a little pet thing that I do because I want to know where you are. And so, you know, I look at the map and go, where are we going to go? Right. Where can we get a pocket of listeners together and come and make an impact on their communities? And, you know, as we start this strategic planning for the next, uh, for 2013 and 2014, I I want you guys to be a part of that. You know, I want you guys to be thinking, you know, could we do a Tony and Elisa conference where we are? Would they come to where we are? And when we have a name that we have 
pretty much set ourselves on. We're not going to announce it's, it. It's under wraps yet. right now. That's why I'm saying Tony and Elisa because we're just we're hammering out some of the final details um, over the next couple of months here. But but be thinking about that. Be thinking about the churches that you know in your area. Be thinking about um, the marriage groups that you know that would be impacted by having us come and, and speak to the families, the couples that you know, because you guys are going to be the ones to help us launch this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've got grand plans for the impact that one can make. And, you know, I, I shared this. Um, I think I shared this. I know I shared it on Facebook, but one person, one decision can make a huge difference. You know, the decision that Tony made five years ago to ask me if I would do the 60 days of sex, that has changed the course of our marriage. Mm -hmm. It's changed everyone that's ever listened to this podcast. You know, that was one choice. Mm -hmm. You know, I have gotten involved with the organization A Heart to Hold to make um, hearts for families that have lost uh, lost babies. Mm Mm-hmm. And the reason that all got you know a catalyst is because one listener said, "Hey, Lisa, have you heard about this organization? Is this something? Is this something you're even aware of?" One person made a choice. You guys can start thinking about how can we make a difference on the marriages in our community. What if, what if Tony and Lisa came to our community to shake things up on marriage right here where we are? How would that impact the lives of the families around us? Be thinking about that. Get excited about it. Write into us. Call into us. You know, it's a very easy number, 858-876-5663. It rings nowhere. It's Google Voice. You can call us any time of the day from anywhere in the world and say, we want you to come here. Let us know. Right. Be part of that strategic plan for the next year, year and a half. Um, because if we can make it happen, we're going to. That's right. We're That's going right. to. So it was, um, like Tony said, it was such a thrill to be with these couples this past weekend and to see, to see the impact that the last three years of, of sharing and, and communicating with all of you have had um, on helping us to really craft who we are and how we present material. Um, we referenced you guys in as a community quite a bit and we encouraged the couples that were in attendance to get plugged in, not just on the podcast, if they weren't already listeners on the podcast, but also to get plugged into the Facebook community, um, to read the reviews on iTunes. And that's an area where you guys can help us out. If you haven't reviewed the show on iTunes, um, we'd love We'd love those five-star reviews. We know you guys send them in to us via email, but if you could put them up on iTunes, we're currently number... Number five in marriage. Number five in marriage. We also had a big week last week. I'm sure many of you saw off the Facebook page that um, last week on Thursday, we it was a day that we gave away the seven days of sex challenge for free on Kindle. Right. And that helped to put us in what position? Uh, we are number one free that day. Okay. And paid, we got all the way up to like number 34. And that was under the category of sex. So that's huge, you guys. It's huge. I mean, that's that's you guys, you know, spreading the news to your friends and saying, hey, pick this up. Um, and again, the, the, the end result is, here's here it is. It's impacting your marriage. It impacts others. And that's, that's what it's about. It, at the end of the day, what are we doing? We are here spreading God's love around the world impacting you 
impacting your marriage? Because really, what better way to go through life than with an extraordinary marriage? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you're, you're spending... If you're going to be married, it, better, it might as well be extraordinary. Why not? I mean, let's enjoy it. Let's not sit around moping around going, oh, woe is me. Mm-hmm. Let's find the, the, the passion for our spouse again. Let's find the romance and that intimacy so that we continue to grow. And you know what? For the most part, our days are filled with happiness because truly, I think that's what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. And we fall into this, this normal everyday life of it's easier to complain and I've written that off a lot in my life. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done hearing it. And when I do hear it, I, I tend to stop people and go, well, what's the problem? And go make a difference. Go make a change. And so we hope you are just steamrolling ahead, figuring out, okay, what can I do right now in my marriage that can, that can make a difference, that can make a change that will put a smile on my spouse's face. Mm-hmm. And tonight we're going to talk about some fun things that will put a smile on your face and your spouse's face because tonight we're talking about different sexual positions. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I think many of us will at some point in time in our marriage will begin to look around to find something new, something a, a new position, something vibrant, something that will change up what's happening in the bedroom. And we're right there with you. We have been there. And in the early years of our marriage, I think the missionary position was pretty much the only thing we ever did. Yeah, pretty much. It was rare. I, I Honestly, 16 years into my marriage, I can't really think of many positions we did other than missionary. And here's why. I think when we were married and first married... We didn't know any better. We didn't know. For me personally, I was really fearful of asking Elisa if there was anything else we could try. Came to that communication thing. I was fearful that if I asked for something else, she may turn me down and we wouldn't be even having sex that night. So that fear stopped me from even going forward. Mm -hmm. And... That's not a good place to be. I honestly believe, and Elisa will say as well, talking about sexual positions or trying new things obviously shouldn't happen right there at the moment that you're going to have sex. In fact, let's just lay that as a ground rule. Yeah. It's best to have this kind of conversation when you're not in the moment. Um, Because it's very hard to... It's especially if you're trying something completely that like you guys have never even tried before. You know, it's one thing if you've tried a position before and you're like, you know, getting ready to have sex. You're like, oh, let's try that. You know, let's do this tonight. But the let's try this. Usually best if you've at least had the conversation in a non-sexual situation conversation prior. Right. Because what happens is, is one spouse or the other can feel pressured. Mm-hmm. at that point but if you have it in a non-sexual conversation like you know you're having one of those state of the marriage and you're like let's just talk about what we like or what we'd like to try mm-hmm. then you can lay out well you know i'd like to try you know on our sides you know there's like the scissor thing where you know your legs go together like a pair of scissors um 
but if you talked about that beforehand, then, you know, if you're having one of those nights where it seems like maybe anything will go and you can say, hey, you know, and you mentioned the scissors. Can we try that tonight? And the answer might be yes. And the answer might be not tonight. If you get a not tonight, you haven't been shot down forever. Don't take this as this massive rejection and, you know, on either side, because different people will initiate this conversation depending on your marriage. Don't take it as a rejection. Just say, okay, you know what? Not up for it tonight. Mm-hmm. We're still having sex. We're just not trying. We're not trying that. And, and here's the other thing too. I think early on in our marriage, we didn't really, we looked at everything else. I would say for myself outside of missionary is almost like dirty. It, it's, it's wrong. It shouldn't be happening. And, and if that is you, I'm going to let you know something. If it's you and your spouse and God in your bedroom, and that's what you guys are deciding to do together, you have racked your brain. And you're going, you know what? I do like from behind. Cool. That is between you, your spouse, and God. Mm-hmm. And really think about this. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It is a beautiful act no matter what position you are in. It really and truly is. And I know there's a lot of us that have hangups. You know, a lot of us have hangups from our childhood or even our adulthood have been told that these things are bad, they're dirty, um, they're, not, they're not appropriate. Uh, and I want you to know that, again, it's between you, your spouse, and God, Go for it. Mm -hmm. Try. And I know it's hard because you have all this baggage. And you're going, well, Tony, great. You know what? I I hear what you're saying, but I'm carrying all this baggage. How how do I get rid of it? One, first and foremost, pray. Because if you believe that God can can take care of you, uh, just allow him to release you of this guilt, possibly. You may be having guilt for doing this. You know, allow that to come into your bedroom mm-hmm. you know release it try something new stop holding on so tight to these things that you can't do and let them go and try some new things that you can do all right and and we're going to walk through this here for elise and i so for many years that was what we did and at times it, it wasn't, it was good, but I think there came a sense for us, especially when we ended up hitting about the 60 days and, and prior to that, that there was more. There's some other things we could try in our bedroom to mm-hmm. spice it up. And that's when we picked up the, the, the joy of sex, mm-hmm. the book there, Elisa and I, what we ended up doing was going through that book because we had to educate ourselves that, that that's the biggest thing here for us and maybe for you you've heard all these things or you maybe you've gone online and you've seen some stick figure thing or read some magazine and they had some you, you know here are the five greatest positions to give you an orgasm and all that jazz but truly you haven't educated yourself enough you know you haven't really dive or dove in to those positions, learned about them. What do they do? 
And for us, that's we had to educate ourselves. We had to educate ourselves about our body and what what would be do, what would we be doing. Mm-hmm. And so we picked up the Joy of Sex. I think it's a fantastic book. For those of you, just a heads up: there is in the front there are some actual pictures of they're new. all yeah, but they're all drawings. They're not. No, 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 no. Oh in, no, in the, actually, yeah. In the in front the of the book, there, yeah. there is some just pictures. Mm-hmm. It's usually waist up. In the actual book, it's drawings. And so, not for every single position, if I can remember correctly, but for many of them, you'll have drawings. Educate yourself. Because once Elise and I started educating ourselves, here's where the fun part came in. We started trying new stuff. Oh my gosh, trying something new. And again, we had to overcome our own walls our own baggage Mm -hmm. so that we could let go and try something new. For instance, if something didn't work out, it was okay to just go, this isn't working. And it wasn't either of us, you know, it it wasn't either of us going. It wasn't internalized. It wasn't internalized and it wasn't a rejection. It just meant this isn't working. It's funky. We can't, we can't climax in it. There's no, Real sometimes and you know connection. Yeah, sometimes your bodies just don't fit together the way you know the picture or the description or whatever says that you should be should able be. to fit together, <laughs> and and it feels awkward, awkward to the point where you don't even want to keep trying because you're like, I, I like I, I have to concentrate so much on the position that I can't concentrate on the moment. Right, and that defeats the purpose. I mean, you don't want to be so awkward that you're like, oh, what am I doing? Right. Yeah, you know, but at the same time. Give yourself permission to try. I remember, you know, very early on, and this is this is more, you know, less of a position, but more of just trying something new, was very early on in the podcast when one of our listeners suggested that we have sex with our eyes wide open. Right. And that, that ended up becoming one of the, probably in the top yeah, first 10, 15 podcasts that we did. But it was one of those things where, we had just always had sex with our eyes closed. And, and I'll tell you now, I mean, <laughs> we tend to open our eyes a lot. You know, I, I don't know where, uh, like, I, I, you know, looking back, I don't know if I'd like see on, you know, television or movies or whatever that, you know, people when they were making love had their eyes closed. I, I don't know. But we went all these years where we'd never really opened our eyes. And all of a sudden you open your eyes and you're, you're locking eyes with your spouse in the most intimate of actions. Mm-hmm. And, and there's something deeply moving about that. Do we do it every time? No. Do we do it a lot of the time? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes even that feels, you know, you kind of giggle cause you're like, Oh, you know, it's like laser lock on the eyes or whatever. But so I've even told Elisa, I've even said to her, we're, we're, we're in the moment. I'm like, look at me. Cause I just want to see her. I just want to let her, enjoy each other just by looking at each other mm-hmm. because it is a, it's truly amazing you know and, and so i mean that that's a simple positional change just open your eyes mm-hmm. i mean that, that that's a physical action of making a conscious decision to look at your spouse mm-hmm. while you're in this amazing moment right you know and as you start to as you start to explore your bodies as you say you know what we're gonna give ourselves permission and and quite honestly, with I mean, we've heard the stories from you guys on the messages that you received growing up. Yeah. In regards to sex, and that it wasn't clean, and it wasn't 
good and it wasn't, I mean, there were so many negative messages that a lot of you have received growing up. And, you know, for that, I, 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 I'm sorry. It's one of those things where, you know, we tell parents, we tell couples when we're in, you know, conference type settings, don't tell your kids that it's bad. Sex, making love between a married couple is one of the most beautiful, it is the most beautiful act created between two people in a marital union. Mm-hmm. You get into trouble when you're not married and, and you know, you've got multiple partners and things like that. And, you know, it's like I shared with someone a couple of weeks ago that you end up leaving a little bit of your heart with everybody that you do. But when you're in that amazing, beautiful situation, relationship, you need to be able to give yourself permission to put the baggage Link the baggage at your bedroom door and say, you know what, tonight I'm just going to try. And, you know, you two know what you've come into the marriage with in terms of baggage. For some of you trying a new position, it's going to be baby steps. It's going to start maybe with, you know, like rolling on your side and and having sex on your side as opposed to missionary. You Mm -hmm. know, because when you're face to face on your side, it again, it's the eye lock thing. It's very intimate. Um, I will. I will have to say that's probably one of our favorite right now. Yeah, it it has become it, it in just by default, just trying new things. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that has become one of those positions for us where Lisa was saying that sometimes they don't fit and you feel awkward. This one just feels very natural for us, and it's it's amazing because. Again, we can be able to look at each other if we so choose. So, for us, that's been a that's been a big one. And it, again, it that happened by just default, just trying some new stuff. Mm-hmm. It was this this happened maybe a, a year or so ago. So, you know, other ways you can look at from behind, mm-hmm. standing up, standing up from behind. You know, you can go on the countertop in the bathroom. You can, you know, you can even take the missionary and, a, and make some subtle adjustments on where legs are mm-hmm. or how your arms are or how you're holding your spouse that can change that up a lot. And, and I'm going to say something, you know, a lot, I think of where the, um, the fear in trying a new position, I think a lot of that has to do with with concern over body image. Yeah. Too. Um, I think, you know, it's very easy if we're not comfortable with the way we look to turn off the lights, hop into bed, get naked, and just, you know, keep your eyes closed and be done with it. And what I want to say to you guys is that, you know, your spouse loves you. Mm-hmm. Your spouse loves you. You know, for the majority of you out there listening to me, your spouse loves you just the way you are. And I say majority because we do get those messages where the, there are there are issues. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a blanket statement and, you know, mm-hmm. but you're accepted for who you are. So love yourself. And, and if you're not thrilled with where your body is, take control of that. Right. Make the changes. Get, you know, if, if it's, you know, not buying the ice cream anymore, then stop buying the ice cream. If it's getting out and walking every day, then get out and walk every day. If it's pumping, whatever it is. 
but you have the power. Don't be a victim to what's always been. Change your future if you're not happy with the way your body looks. Yeah. Let, let's and, talk. Oh, sorry. Uh, because I was just going to, I mean, because the other part of that is, is that the more secure you feel in your body, the more adventurous you're going to feel. Yeah. Because if you feel like you're rocking it, um, and I, this, I will just tell you from personal experience, when I started Taekwondo, gosh, four years ago, four years ago, five years ago, um, I used to joke with my instructor, you know, so I'm joking with this Korean guy. I'm like, you ought to, you know, advertise that Taekwondo is good for your sex life. And he looks at me. <laughs> I'm like, I probably just overstepped some huge cultural boundary here. I said, but no, I said, A, my husband notices that my body's a lot more toned and B, I feel better and, mm-hmm. and sexier. And so, you know, if he wants to have my leg up in the air, guess what? I'm all for having my leg up in the air because I come to class and I do 50 roundhouse kicks. Who knew? Yeah. You know, and so, so if you're not feeling comfortable, if you're not feeling adventurous, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say that some of, for some of you, it's going to be because there's a body image issue. Get over yourself because your husband or your wife loves you. So stop projecting your fears onto them and, and just say, you know what? I'm just going to love being with them. Mm-hmm. They love me. I'm going to love being with them. And if they want a leg in the air or, you know, sideways or eyes open, let's try it. If it doesn't work, okay, it didn't work that time. You know, uh, some of our funniest stories from the bedroom have come when we tried something and it didn't work. Oh, yeah. And you just kind of giggle about it. You're like, ooh, that was that. You know what? We usually try something and if it doesn't work or we're just sort of like, this just isn't, it just isn't flowing. Yeah. We'll, We'll just go missionary. We'll just go, you know what? Let's just go missionary. Let's get, let's, let's have fun today. We know we like missionary and go for it. Boom. Done. Can you talk though a little bit on rear entry? So coming from the back and sort of that trust issue you and I had to build up because that was a big thing for you too, that I had to understand, which I didn't understand was that I wanted to go from behind, but that was really, you know, sort of touchy for you. Right. Because, you know, even though I wouldn't have sex with my eyes open, there was still the idea of at least I knew where you were. Mm -hmm. You know, when when you're doing missionary style, eyes open or eyes shut, you know exactly where your spouse is. And so it's like, okay, I I sense you. I feel you. You are there. Um, Rear entry, you know, you're behind me. And, you know, with all that baggage and all that crazy junk that, you know, we carry with us, there is a fear of someone coming up. You know, I, I don't think I'm alone in saying that for women, there is a fear of someone coming up behind us and, and you know, in more of an attacking hmm. role. Not that, not that we'd ever had that in our marriage, but there is just that sense of, I don't know what's coming up behind me. Right. And your arms are going to be able to go backwards to sort of, right. Per- you can't, you can't, you. you know, for example, like if, if Tony has gotten into a position that's not working for me and we're face to face, I can, you know, use my hands, use my arms, use my legs to push him back just to say, ease up killer. You know, whereas if he's behind me, it has to be completely verbal. And I have to trust that if I say this isn't working or stop, that he's going to on a dime stop what he's doing. Because I have no physical ability to create 
the stop myself. And, and it took us a while to get there because, you know, we've shared with you guys, the early years of our marriage were not great. Right. There was not a lot of trust there. You know, if you, if you're just joining us, um, I would encourage you to go back to listen to episodes four and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, those really shed a lot of light on to how we got to where we are, um, the early years of our marriage. But Tony had a pornography addiction. And while I didn't realize early on in our marriage the extent of it, I, I, I was aware. I was aware that, you know, pornography was in our home. And so there was also that sense of Okay, if we're, you know, and that, that did hold us back from positions early mm-hmm. on because I was like, well, is he wanting to have sex with me or is this some kind of fantasy or something that he saw? You know, and, and that's where, you know, guys, if you're dealing with the pornography issue, it is a huge trust issue in your marriage and you have got to shed light on it because it will keep you from having the intimacy you desire. No, totally. I, I, I was very leery of anything for me Early on in our marriage, I was very leery of anything that deviated from missionary because I'm like, where's this coming from? Right. You know, and, and so that was, that was, you know, my own, my own stuff mixing with Tony's stuff to say, mm, you know what, we'll just go with what we know. That That's safe for me. I don't have to worry about this. It's going to get weird or kinky or, or anything like that. And it wasn't, we really didn't start to experiment until... So after we dealt with the pornography, right? I mean, those two, th- you know, those two, I can see where over the years since you've dealt with the addiction. Yeah. It was, and it was still like even a couple of years after that. Yeah. But it was, it, but we didn't even start to get to that point because right. if you don't trust your partner, if you do not, if you cannot look and I, ladies, I'm going to be speaking to you because rear entry really is a, <laughs> that's a male <laughs> position. Um, if you don't trust your husband, you're not going to be willing to do that Mm -hmm. and guys if she doesn't trust you no amount of begging cajoling pleading sweet talking is going to change that if there are trust issues in your marriage i can guarantee you that there are certain positions that will never happen yeah plain and simple because we as women are not going to voluntarily put ourselves in positions where we could get hurt we're just not going to do it and, nor and, should you. And nor should we. And and especially not in an act that is so incredibly intimate that can leave us, if something goes wrong, so scarred. So we're going to stick to what's safe. We're going to, you know, if, if, if that's missionary in your marriage, that's what you're going to stick to until that trust is there. And that's not to say that trust can't be rebuilt. We've experienced that healing in our marriage. Did it take a long time? You better believe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're going on 16 years and I can say we probably really started trying new positions the last four, five, 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 you know, so that's 11 years, uh, pretty much having sex the same way every time. Right. And there were some times, and I will say this, that I broke that trust in the bedroom, trying things that shouldn't have been done, mm-hmm. you know? When Elisa said no, I wasn't stopping. And that hurt our marriage. It hurt our sex life. It hurt the ability for us to try new sexual positions, even though I desired them. It's because I brought that on us. Mm-hmm. 
you know that was me not listening that was me only looking to serve myself and not serve my wife and i will tell you guys it will take years to overcome that and lots of building and lots of work to gain that trust back in the bedroom to try something new it will so take it from me somebody who messed up in that area if your wife says no then stop it's done it's not a big ordeal enjoy that moment you know go hey honey what would you rather try you want to do missionary do you want to try the side you know what what is it that will work for you tonight but i'll tell you if you keep on pushing when she says no you are going to be in an uphill battle for many years to come until you can gain that trust and regain that trust from her. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I screwed up and I'll, I'll raise my hand saying, man, I did because it was all about me. And, you know, one of the things I think that leads to this is what I opened up with is that we can look around and there are sites online and we've even shared these sites on Facebook and you know, we'll talk about different positions and this and that. So what ends up happening, and I think for many of us, again, is nobody talks about sex. Nobody's willing to really talk about it. But I bet you if you were to come right down to it and we were to have a survey, I bet you most of you have three to four that you go to. It's just your three or four that work for you guys. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's fantastic. I mean, there are three or four that Elise and I like a lot. You know, missionary, we'll do, we'll do deviations of the missionary, you know, depending on legs and wherever, whatever. The side, rear, and then... So you were trying to think of the fourth so yeah, one. I think right. we came up on three last night, we too, we were talking about. So those are the three. And, and you know what? All three of those could happen in the same night sometimes. But that's all there is. It's not like we're going crazy every night having a new position, but we have found that these are the ones that really allow us to be super close to each other. And I think that that's what really matters. So if you're sitting here going, well, gosh, man, all, all we do is three different positions, dude, praise God. That's what we do. And I'm telling you, we have better sex now 16 years into our marriage than we have ever had. It just gets better. It does. You know, it gets amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. And and ultimately, it's not the number of different positions that you have in your repertoire. You know, it's not like somebody's got the big sex scorecard saying, right. Well, the Joneses have this and the, you know, Smiths have this and you know, the DiLorenzo's have this and a mini, you know, no, nobody's keeping score on the number of positions you have. What we're trying to encourage you guys is that you can have different pos- sex in different positions. It can enhance your marriage and add you know, a spark of creativity and a sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. Do you have to have 25 different positions? You might. I mean, maybe, maybe you guys are, you know wild and crazy and, and you're just like you know what today's tuesday it's the second we go to position number two whatever that is on the 25th you've got position number 25 however it works for you guys that would actually be that would be really cool actually. that would be really cool 
as an aside. But (laughs) as an aside, see, and and, and you know what? We learn all the time. Just sitting here talking, we learn to go, you know what? That would be fun. That would be something to try. Maybe look for that. Well, because yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, because we had we had the couple that wrote into us about the around the clock oh, sex yeah, yeah. challenge, and I'm like, oh, different days. And anyway, the reality is, is that we want to encourage you to get beyond the missionary position, mm-hmm. to to just try something new, try something different, or try a variation on missionary. It does not have to be, you know. Her, she's completely on her back, legs, everything. You know, stick a leg up in the air. See what happens. Stick two legs up in the air. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is for you guys. I do know that bringing a sense of adventure and creativity to your bedroom does deepen your relationship. If it's not the same old cookie cutter every day, you know, it becomes something to look forward to. You know, because just like we wrote in the book, stripped down, you know, for us and for a lot of couples, well, for us prior to doing the 60 days, you know, sex was like the Batman show. It was, you know, same bat time, same bat place. Like you could set your watch by it. Right. You know, same position, same everything, lights off, missionary, under the covers, you know, get it done so I can move on type of thing. Now it's like, huh, I wonder what we're going to do this time. And how do we deepen that connection? Right. That's the big thing. That's the big thing. I think positions can truly deepen the impact we have on our marriage. It really can. Because we get to experience that connection. You know, penis in the vagina, that connection in different ways. And you would be flabbergasted. For some of you women out there, you may have an orgasm in that position. And you never knew it before. Crazy. For guys, it may be an increase or a heightened orgasm for you as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Or you may be able to go longer. You know? There are certain positions for myself, I, I will say, that it's quick. You know? It's just because of the way Elisa is lying down and in that position. So, you know, that's part of the fun too is like, well, you know what, honey, let's go longer. If we do this position first, I'm able to extend out and enjoy this more because I don't want to come quickly and end it. I want to be with you for more than 15, 20, 30 seconds, whatever it might be, you know, but then there are those other times when you do, you get into that position and that's the position that it's just like, bam. And that's great too. Been there, done that. So take the time to start thinking about some different stuff. Or if you have been doing a lot of positions, think of the ones that really have had an impact in your marriage. Stick to them. You know, use those ones. You know, because those are going to be the ones that you can continue to build off of. And like Elisa had said earlier, maybe try it with your eyes open. Try it with the lights on. See some other things, maybe external from the actual position that can heighten that position. You know? So with that, I want to just say that, wow, jump onto our 
jump on to our newsletter, oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash newsletter. Because one of our responders, autoresponders in that, is five positions that you can try. And they're fun. They're different. And it's been very interesting because we even get some emails back telling us other positions that people have tried, which I think is just great. So you're able to learn from our emails and maybe even share and teach us something as well. So you can just go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash newsletter. It's completely free. We just send things out to you guys to help you enhance the intimacy, the romance, the passion in your marriage. Anything else from you there, honey? No. You're good? All right. You guys go have some fun this week. Go try one new position. How about that? Don't go crazy. Maybe pick one new position that you're going to try this week. See if it works. See if you enjoy it. Tweak it. Maybe it doesn't work the exact way that you're reading it. Tweak it so it fits you guys. And with that, we love you. Have a fantastic week. If you have any comments, let us know. 